my dear friends, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to BQ&A. This is a show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is a show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Ricardo, minister to the Prospect International and Elizabeth Seventh-day Adventist churches right here in the beautiful city of Adelaide. And I am always thankful that God allows us to share His Word with you today. Wherever you're listening from, I pray that you'll be blessed by today's show. The theme for this week is New Year's Resolutions. For some reason, when we get to the end of the year, we feel encouraged to make resolutions that will improve our physical health. Everyone seems to be more conscious about today's research on how to improve our health. Now, the big question for today is a better physical life. Does the Bible agree with the research? And today, once again, I'm joined by my friend, Pastor Marty, here at the Faith FM studio. Marty is the pastor of Sterling Seventh-day Adventist Church and Grace Adventist Center. Welcome, Marty. Pastor Ricardo, it's a fantastic opportunity to be here today to talk about such a such a motivating subject. Yeah, you yes. know, and it's a coming to the new year, and hey, this is the time where we can, you know, hopefully um, get get our goals um, lined up and start to start to set ourselves up for a, mm. for a great year. Yes, yes. I hope that we can have some tips on how to actually keep our promises every time we get to this time of the year. And, well, today we're going to talk about these resolutions that we make about physical health, right? So the article that I'd like to share with our listeners is found in the uh, official website of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, Adventist.org. The title is, what science has to say about the Adventist lifestyle. And so the article goes like this. So it's nothing, uh, sorry, so it's nothing new for Adventists to be playing significant roles in promoting holistic health. And it also hasn't gone unnoticed. In 1966, Time magazine described the Adventist advantage, referring to the remarkable outcomes observed in the first Adventist health study. Researchers noted significant reductions in most cancers and cirrhosis of the liver when Adventist members were compared to the general population in California. Subsequent studies have shown a significant increase in longevity among those who live the Adventist lifestyle that emphasizes whole-person wellness. The research has been so compelling that the U.S. National Institutes of Health initially allocated $19 million to conduct Adventist health studies, which emphasized the differences in common cancers between Adventists and the general population. This study is ongoing. Adventists received further international recognition when the November 2005 National Geographic ran a cover feature, The Secrets of Long Life. This led to a book, The Blue Zones, showcasing places where people live healthfully into their 80s, 90s, and even hundreds. Um, Loma Linda, a city in Southern California with a large Seventh-day Adventist population, is one of the only four blue zones in the world. Only four in the whole world. And this one in particular 
in Southern California um, has a large Seventh-day Adventist population. Additional research is revealing that most people, by faithfully making careful lifestyle choices, can create their own blue zone, even if they don't live in one. I like that. That's encouraging. You don't have to depend on the rest of the, of the world. You can create your own blue zone by following these health principles. In February 2009, U.S. News and World Report posted 11 habits that will help a person live to 100 years old. Habit number eight stated, Live like a Seventh-day Adventist. Americans who define themselves as Seventh-day Adventists have an average life expectancy of 89, about a decade longer than the average American. Wow. Followers typically stick to a vegetarian diet based on fruits, vegetables, beans, and nuts, and get plenty of exercise. This is so good. It's encouraging to see not only the benefits people are experiencing as they pursue holistic health, but also the recognition that Adventists are helping spread positive change to the health landscape around the world. But we know it's not easy. The challenges of everyday life and the power of long-term habits make lifestyle change difficult. And, and I can agree with that. Yeah, It is difficult, but we have a God that can give us the strength that we lack. And even with the best of intentions, says the article, we break resolutions almost as soon as we make them. That's why health coaching is a key ingredient for consistent and sustained health behavior change. By using a lifestyle coaching approach, the health ministries department helps equip health professionals, pastors, and health enthusiasts to facilitate the behavioral change process. We're all in this together. What a nice article. We're not trying to brag here at, uh, in any way, but uh, it, it's interesting how this life, lifestyle can influence uh, your lifespan so much. It's amazing, yeah, that uh, a a group of um, Seventh-day Adventists there in California, you know, I mean, when you think of America, it's, you know, it's the home of, you know, the Big Mac, it's the home of the <laughs> big burgers and, you know, big fast food outlets, etc. And to see this group that's sort of, you know, bucking the trend, that's going swimming upstream against the flow of culture that's very much, you know, emphasizing a, yeah, you know, a, a, a predominantly unhealthy lifestyle that results in all sorts of chronic diseases and issues. But to see the power of lifestyle choices, mm. um, healthy eating, exercise, relationships, um, taking a, a day off each week to give your body a rest, all of these principles actually we find them in the ver- in the in the bible pastor ricardo we find these in the word of god it's not exclusive to any group it's mm-hmm. actually there in the bible for every every mm-hmm. person to be able to read access and of course apply available and that's written or inspired by a god who actually knows how we function how our body functions he made us he therefore knows how we can be truly healthy truly happy as well and i understand that it this changes may be challenging or difficult to make because if you've grown up uh, in a culture where, you know, your food is not always healthy, you, you, you're you kind of used to that, 
I know that making changes can be difficult, but uh, even in my family, we've made a, a lot of changes as we understand the message more and more. Uh, it's not easy, but you can find that strength that we lack in Jesus Christ. Because, uh, you know, you can try by yourself, by yourself to make those changes, but it is only when, when you actually come to Jesus in prayer and say, God, you know, I really want to change this in my life. Mm. I don't have the strength, mm. Mm. nor the desire. Can you give it to me? And, and you'll see, you know, it's, it's amazing. And it's for our own good. Um, Absolutely. Okay, dear listeners, let's come to uh, some music. And I've got Ron and Paddy Violent with the song, Ye Shall Not Need to Fight. Remember that? When you try to make changes that are difficult, come to Jesus because you shall not need to fight. You shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourself, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them. For the Lord will be with you. For the Lord will be with you. For the battle is not yours. Beautiful song once again. You should not need to fight. That is the message of the song, and that is so true. We don't need to fight against our uh, bad and detrimental habits. All we need to do is come to God, come to Jesus, and He will give you the strength that you lack. It is so good. So our giveaway for this week is the book Whole Person Health. Whole Person Health by David Marshall. And um, whole person health is a state of complete physical, mental, and social and spiritual well-being, not merely the absence of disease. So how is it achieved? 
David Marshall explores the interrelation of the physical, social, mental, and spiritual aspects and searches for the basic principles that undergird that whole person health. So please, if you would like to receive a free copy of this book, all you need to do is text the code SA151, SA151 on 04888-808-11. That is SA for South Australia. Remember, no spaces in between SA151 on 04888-808-11, and you'll receive a free copy of this interesting book. And also, I would encourage you to use that same number to text us your questions or comments or anything that you would like to say, maybe prayer requests. I would love to uh, pray for you with my colleagues here, and we are happy to answer your questions if you text us as well. So use that number once again, 04888-808-11. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM, Drive Time BQ&A, right across Australia with Pastor Ricardo. Uh, my co-host today is Pastor Marty, and he ministers at Sterling Seventh-day Adventist Church and Grace Adventist Center here in Adelaide. This week we are following the theme, New Year's Resolutions. And I'm sure that you are already making some. And the big question for today is a better physical life. Does the Bible agree with the research? So, Pastor Marty, do you think um, we need some extra help from above when making New Year's resolutions? Absolutely, Pastor Ricardo. You know, we have the best of intentions, but often we we our promises can be a little bit like ropes of sand where we say True. one thing and we we have the best of intentions. We want to follow through. But the good news is that every single one of God's instructions is also a promise. Every single one of what God instructs us to do in the Bible, there is power within that instruction, within that command, to fulfill and carry out what God says. What a nice way to to see it. And absolutely, you know, it, these are not just lists of you know do this, do that. These are these are. Um, these are instructions that can help us to experience the best possible life, and God is the one who enables us to fulfill and to do what he has asked us to do. Mm-hmm. When you look at the Bible, when we talk about health, yeah. I, I like to look to begin with at what the Bible, how the Bible describes the human body. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, we read in verse 19, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? You were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. According to the Bible, our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. When you think about a temple, you think about a sacred place. You think of a place of worship. You think of a place that you want to keep clean, keep tidy, keep in the best possible condition. You certainly wouldn't want to bring any rubbish Mm. into that Mm. temple. And the Bible says your body is that temple. We want to be so careful with the things that we put in our minds, but also the things that we put in our physical bodies as well. The Bible says, glorify God in your body, so with your physical being, 
and in your spirit, so that's in your mind, in your thoughts, in your attitudes, glorify God in your body and in your mind. How do we do that? If you just come over a, a, a few chapters to 1 Corinthians 10, verse 31, the Bible says, Therefore, whether you eat or drink uh-huh. or whatever you do, whatever do, you do all to the glory of God. So according to the Bible, our lifestyle decisions matter. God cares about every aspect of our lives. God is like the perfect parent. As a parent, you care about your children, the decisions that they make. Mm-hmm. You care about the food that they eat. You care about the drink, that the, the, the liquids that they drink. You care about their health because you know as a parent that their health is intrinsically linked to their happiness. Yes. God knows that even in our eating and our drinking, um, we can bring glory to him. We can honor God in our decision making with the kinds of things that we decide to eat and the kinds of things that we decide to drink. Mm. So the Bible actually teaches that God cares for our bodies because a lot of, um, there's, there's a lot of teachings out there about, uh, that comes from, they come from Gnosticism and they teach that the body is separate from your spirit uh, and uh, the body is evil. Therefore, it doesn't matter what you do to it. As long as you have a good relationship with God, that's all that matters. But uh, the verses that you were sharing with us actually show that God is really interested in, in, in our bodies. God is absolutely interested in every aspect of our lives. And let me share a verse in First Thessalonians 5, verse 23. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and and body Mm -hmm. be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The idea to separate the spiritual life from our physical life is is not founded in Scripture. The reality is we all know that our physical health influences our mental health Mm -hmm. and our mental health influences our physical health. Mm -hmm. And both of these... Have a have uh, an impact on our spiritual health and our social health as well. So health is a holistic word. It's yes, physical, yes, mental, yes. social, spiritual, and something that is positive for one is positive for all. Something that is negative for one is actually negative for all. So God says that our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. That is an incredibly significant thing. God says that we were bought at a price. You know, Pastor Ricardo, there uh, there are some who say, it's my body, I can do with it what I want. My body, my choice. My body, my choice. <laughs> now, the Bible, according to the Bible, the Bible says, as a child of God, you belong to God. Mm-hmm. You're part of God's property. Mm-hmm. And that's a precious thought. That's a beautiful thought that we belong to God. Mm-hmm. We're not just... We're not just um, isolated, uh, uncared for human beings. God is not a distant God. He's close. He cares. And we belong to him. We belong to him via creation. He gave us life. We belong to him because of redemption. Jesus paid the price for for our sins. He paid the price so that we could could go free, so that the penalty of sin could could be done with. And so, therefore... Because Jesus made me, because Jesus paid the price for me, I'm his, I belong to him. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I want to make decisions that actually um, glorify 
God. If we come to the book of Genesis chapter 1, we see a specific uh, instruction here, or rather a description of God's original diet plan for humanity. It's truly amazing. This is Genesis 1, mm-hmm. and of course, this is where God does things the right the first. He does it right the first, first time. God, in, in Genesis 1 and 2, you see God's ideal for marriage. Mm-hmm. You see a man and a woman. You see this perfect relationship. You see God's ideal with free choice. You see God's ideal with the Sabbath. And you see God's ideal even with the foods our that diets. we eat, our diet. Yeah. And we even see physical work, labor, working in the garden, etc. There is an emphasis on physical activity as well. This was part of God's original plan for humanity. The paradise was not just, um, you know, sitting on a cloud strumming a harp. That, that wasn't paradise. Paradise that would was... would be boring. Oh, wouldn't it be ever? <laughs> but paradise was saying, Adam, I've got work for you to do. I need you to go plant some more trees and you got to tend and keep this garden. It wasn't just, it wasn't just to let, it wasn't just to run wild. It, Adam and Eve, their job was to look after this garden. Mm-hmm. Now that would have, that was their, that was their job. And that was physical, physical labor, which was healthful to their bodies. Yes. Um, let's come though to Genesis chapter one, verse 29. Mm-hmm. The Bible says, And God said, See, I have given you every herb that yields seed which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed, to you it shall be for food. Okay. So, Pastor Ricardo, what was the original diet? According to the Bible, what was the original diet? It's plant-based. Plant-based, whole food plant-based. It was a vegetarian diet. Mm -hmm. Certainly God didn't say, Adam, see this stick, sharpen the end of it, see that cow, Go and kill it, roast it over the fire. Mm. You know that wasn't part of God's original plan. There was death did, did not exist. Death didn't exist, yeah. and if you read the very next verse, even the animals were completely plant based. Yes. So there was no death. There was no. Um, it was it was perfect. Mm. So the original diet for humanity was, of course, a plant based diet, and modern science tells us today that this is the ideal diet. Mm-hmm. For human health, I recently just have, have done some research on type two diabetes. Mm-hmm. You know, type two diabetes is a significant issue. One in ten adults worldwide have type two diabetes. Thirty eight percent of American adults have pre diabetes, which may, puts them at high risk. Two million Australians adults have pre diabetes. They're at high risk of developing this terrible lifestyle disease. It's Sometimes I think we underestimate the, the the negative results of diabetes. We think, oh well, you know, we can we can treat it now with insulin. The reality is, even with that, there are significant uh, implications to our health. Diabetics are at higher risk of cardiovascular disease, mm-hmm. twice to four times the risk. Stroke. Depression. Someone has coined the term diapression because diabetics often suffer from di- from depression. They often suffer from mental health. And is it any wonder? Because diabetics often have neuropathy. Some uh, they have uh, pain in their nerves. Mm-hmm. See, when you've got high blood sugar circulating through your body, particularly if it is not controlled well, it will damage your blood vessels and damage your nerves. 
This is why a lot of diabetics, they lose sensation in their feet, etc. And it can be incredibly painful. Um, There was an article that hasn't uh, been peer-reviewed yet, but it was research out of Cambridge University, and they found that diabetes was linked to 57 other conditions, including various types of cancer. It's also connected with kidney failure and blindness. So, diabetes is not a small issue. Mm-hmm. What does the science say? What is the best diet to prevent, manage, and even reverse type 2 diabetes? All The, the science is, is, is consistent. It's a low-fat vegetarian diet. A low-fat vegetarian diet, preferably vegan diet, is the best option for dealing with diabetes. Now, of course, you can be an unhealthy vegan, you can be an unhealthy vegetarian, There is, but, but it's if you're eating high quality um, whole foods, minimally processed, um, these, this type of a diet will prove to be the diet that actually helps to, rev- to prevent lifestyle disease. Yes. That's what we want first of all. Prevention is better than a cure. Mm-hmm. But even if you've got this, uh, even if you've got a lifestyle disease, perhaps you've, you've got diabetes already, perhaps you have your, perhaps obesity or something like that. A, a, a low fat plant based diet, quality food is, is the best way to go. It will reduce your blood pressure, reduce your blood sugar. It will reduce your body weight. It will um, p- potentially help to reduce medications. There are so many benefits. It gives you a mood lift. You start to feel better. Your gut health improves. Um, there are countless benefits from following God's original diet plan. Uh, he always knows best. Huh? He always knows what's best. He's always right. No wonder, yeah. no wonder. Because God made us, like mm. you said before, Pastor Ricardo, he, he knit us together in our mother's yes. womb. He, Psalm 139 says, uh, you know, God, you created my inward parts. Yes. You know, God knows us. He loves us. He knows us. He's all-powerful, all-knowing. We have nothing to lose, really. Now, you mentioned that uh, the importance of, of following a plant-based diet, uh, but um, there's a lot of vegetarian products out there that are uh, not really good for our health, like they've been uh, uh, manufactured in a way that, you know, they they remove all the good things of this. That's correct. They've been processed. There's many, many processed foods are, um, can sometimes even be less healthful than meat itself. It was interesting, a group of researchers studying a, a large cohort, I believe this is the largest um, study on, on, on a large group of diabetics, or, sorry, of, of with diabetics being researched. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's, it's more than 200,000 health workers in the United States. They were followed over 20 years. Mm-hmm. They found that adhering to a healthy vegetarian diet was associated with a 34% risk reduction of type 2 diabetes. That's a lot. But those individuals who consumed high amounts of less healthy plant foods increased their risk of type 2 diabetes by 16%. Wow. So for a vegetarian diet to be protective against diabetes and many other lifestyle diseases, it has to consist primarily of high-quality plant foods. What do we mean by this? The foods to be avoided or to be significantly reduced 
would be foods that are high in saturated fats, mm-hmm. high in trans fats. So typically these can often be meat products, but they can also be fried foods, you know, chips, um, a lot of this processed type foods, if it's high in refined sugar. Now that is a significant component of many people's diets. There is a significant amount of um, lollies, biscuits, chocolates, etc., mm-hmm. um, desserts that are eaten. And um, in in the Australian dietary guidelines, these are called discretionary foods. Um, in other words, you should you should uh, you should very much limit. Yeah. These are foods that are not necessary for your health at all. They should you should use discretion mm-hmm. and wisdom when it comes to consuming these foods. So, avoiding these foods, a lot of refined grains is not great. If you're going when it comes to things like breads, it's funny that a lot of people, um, there's an increasing number of people who are saying, oh, breads, you know, it's not good for you. No, whole grain bread is very good for you. It's often what gets put on the bread that's the issue. (laughs) Um, But white breads, not so much. The better, so whole grain, pick, choose your whole grain cereals, you know, products like wheat bix or um, oats, um, products, you want to look for products that are high in whole grains. Um, obviously, when it comes to breads, you want to pick a wholemeal or potentially multi-grain varieties are better than your more white breads, mm. etc. And so, that's th- it's important not just to be eating vegetarian, but healthy vegetarian yes. as well. And to me, yes. Pastor Ricardo, what's amazing is God said this right at the beginning. And Moses wrote these words down three and a half thousand years ago. This is far ahead mm. of modern science, which is only just now really just catching up and saying, hey, a vegetarian diet is the way to go. We don't have to go back that far. That The majority of health health professionals were saying, oh, you have to eat meat. You've got to get protein. You've got to get this. You've got to get that. You know, whereas now we know oh, you can get ample protein from a balanced vegetarian diet. It's not hard at all. And so, this is amazing to me that in the scriptures, we find health principles that predate modern science by thousands of years, and yet modern science is now catching up to it. So, it needs to be a balanced vegetarian diet, not just a vegetarian diet. Because you can say, I'm a vegetarian because I don't eat meat, but if you eat a lot of pasta, for example, to replace the meat, you're, you're damaging your body as well. Potentially, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily discourage from someone from having pasta. But again, it's like if you can, move towards your more wholemeal type mm. pastas and try and reduce your... Um, what we sometimes do is we'll even put a mix. We'll put some... Um, some plain pasta with some wholemeal pasta in together. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's, you know, move in that direction. You see, fiber is your friend. Fiber is found in all plant-based foods and it's good for your gut and it's, you know, it, it, it helps to reduce cholesterol. So very, very, very mm-hmm. important. Indeed. Now, there's another text that I want to come to because mm-hmm. obviously, People ate meat in the Bible. God's people ate meat in the Bible. So, what's the big deal? Why, why are we emphasizing vegetarian? Well, first of all, that's the optimum. That is the ideal. But God did make an allowance to eat meat. 
Right. Genesis chapter 7, verse 2. You shall take with you, this is talking about the flood, Noah. You shall take with you, Noah, seven each of every clean animal, a male and his female, two each of animals that are unclean, a male and his female. In the Bible, we see a distinction between clean animals and unclean animals. Clean is fit for food. Unclean is unfit for food. Mm -hmm. Now, if you read Leviticus chapter 11, there's a whole chapter that is dedicated to forbidden uh, or or foods that can be eaten and foods that are forbidden. Mm -hmm. Here's the summary version. The foods that can be eaten are those such as cows, beef, uh, lamb, so sheep, lamb, venison, deer, chicken, turkey, um, and fish that has fins and scales, mm-hmm. tuna, salmon, trout, barramundi, um, perch, flathead, etc. All of these are clean meats. Well, what mm-hmm. would be unclean? Unclean meats that are most commonly eaten would include things like pig, so any kind of pork products, uh, bacon, ham, etc., a lot of seafoods, uh, shellfish, oysters, crabs, clams, prawns, um, prawns etc. Those are all unclean. Shark, certainly, which is flake, even catfish, um, a lot of these types of fish that sometimes, you know, is eaten as well. They're unclean. And, um, and of course, you know, there's not much of an issue when it comes to eating birds that are unclean. In, in, in Australia, really. Um, but, yeah, so chicken and, and is, is the main bird that's consumed anyway, and, yes. of course, turkey around Christmas time as well. And they're both clean meats. Mm-hmm. Now, when God said this to the people, they certainly didn't understand the reasons why. I mean, but throughout the entire book of Leviticus, God gave them many instructions to do with health. He gave them sanitation instructions, mm-hmm. hygiene instructions. He gave them sterilization instructions to heat uh, certain instruments if they'd been used to heat it. Why? To, to kill off the germs. Now, they didn't know anything about that. They had laws around quarantine. If you were sick, if you had disease like leprosy, for example, or even, um, yeah, if, if you had an issue of blood, etc., you had to go outside of the camp so that you wouldn't infect anybody else. Yes. Now, these laws predate modern oh, science by, by thousands far. of years. Yes. The question is, how did Moses know to write these things down? You read the ancient Egyptian um, health laws, and they're just weird, basically. They're just weird. They've got all these weird things like, you know, the blood of an adder and, you know, all this stuff. You don't find any of that when you read the book of Leviticus. Where did Moses get his health laws from? He got it from God himself. Mm-hmm. God revealed to Moses. And throughout history, the Jews have enjoyed better health than virtually any other people group. So Even during the Dark Ages, when things like the plague, etc., the Jews were far better off. They, they had far less um, casualties and fatalities than others because they had these Old Testament laws. Now... So, summarizing, does God allow eating certain meats? Absolutely, he does. If you want to be the ideal in the ideal diet, though, exclude meat altogether. That is the ideal. 
but what I want to say, Pastor Ricardo, and, and, and I recognize and I really want to support the fact that you've said health is, is a journey. Health is something that sometimes it's difficult to apply certain health principles. Perhaps, perhaps you, you, you live in an environment, you live in a family mm. where you eat meat every single day. What I would encourage you to do is start to reduce that meat. Mm-hmm. Perhaps reduce it to, instead of eating it every day, you may just eat it three times a week. Mm-hmm. Perhaps you're accustomed to eating a lot of what the Bible calls unclean foods. Mm-hmm. And um, perhaps that's a, something for you. I would encourage you, cut out the unclean foods, eat the clean clean meats. Mm-hmm. So go on that journey. Perhaps step you're someone... Step. step by step. Allow your body time to adjust. Yes. You know, if you've been in a dark room for a long time and you suddenly go out into the mm. bright light, what's going to happen? Yeah, good example. It's, it's going to blind you, right? Yes. So you need to gradually make changes. A lot of people, when it comes to New Year's resolutions, they make drastic changes. That they can't keep. And their body reacts in a very negative way. Because if you've been used to a high meat diet and suddenly overnight you go vegetarian, chances are your body's going to react in a negative way. Mm -hmm. You actually need to take time to make the transition. Especially when you don't know very well how to replace the meat with something, you know, good as well and balanced. A lot of people get, you know, basically a lot of, um, uh, uh, flatulence, um, you know, um, you know, uh, gas in the stomach and, 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 and coming out of the stomach too <laughs> in an unpleasant way. And, and people say, Oh, you know, I can't eat those beans and those lentils and those other things. And, and the reality is it's going to take time for the stomach to adjust. We, mm-hmm. we, if you, yeah, it takes time. That's why we have to go on a journey, go on a trend, transition gradually. Don't just try and do it overnight. The same principle mm. while we're talking about this applies to exercise. If if you if if you haven't been exercising regularly, and you start the new year and you say, you know what, I'm going to jog two kilometers every day, and you go out and on that first jog, you, you you'll be wasted for the whole mm. rest of the day. You, your body might you might even get sick yes. because your body will say, oh, what are you doing? Uh-huh. I'm not used to all this stress and this, you know. Um, being overworked like that. So it's important to take, you know, small steps in that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, begin by just going on a brisk walk. Perhaps, you know, I, I'll be honest, for me, this year I did not exercise enough. So for me, come the new year and, you know, etc., um, even the holiday season, the sooner, even this week. To tomorrow, yes. you know, don't don't wait until the don't wait until what some some later time. Start as soon as you can, but just do it gradually. Mm. So just it's do good it gradually. To enjoy the journey, right? Rather Absolutely. Than thinking of where you're going to get to, what you're going to achieve. Just enjoy the journey. The small changes, the step by step changes that you're making. Make Absolutely. The, make the best out of them. Make it achievable. Mm-hmm. You know, and and um. You know, and I love the idea that Pastor Ricardo, you were talking about health coach. What I would say is join up with someone or a group that you know are health conscious. Perhaps part of your New Year's resolution is that you want to be part of a church community. Mm-hmm. Can I be unashamedly <laughs> uh, open and just say, connect with a Seventh-day Adventist church? If you're wanting to improve your health, the Seventh-day Adventist Church has a health message. Mm. It is has a huge emphasis on health, um, and that is because we believe that God in His Word wants us to experience the best possible yes. life. 
And if you're surrounded by other healthy people, you know, I remember talking to a gentleman who had become a Seventh-day Adventist, and he said, you know, he went to a series of lectures on Bible prophecy, and he said, you know, I came seeking truth. So what I didn't realize is that in seeking truth, I would also discover healing for my body. Hmm. He experienced a turnaround in his health. And that is that has been true of countless people. I remember a gentleman coming to our church back in Kempsey, Pastor Ricardo, and he used to he used to just comment so enthusiastically about our church lunches. You see, <laughs> at most of the Adventist churches, um, many of them will have lunch after yes. church, and it's a vegetarian cuisine. Mm. There is yes. this. There is this. Beautiful array of colors all and the community uh, is invited as well to join. <laughs> Absolutely, anybody's welcome to join. Um, and um, I know there are various churches that do this, or on a regular basis, that after church they'll have lunch together, and it's a beautiful vegetarian lunch. Now, yeah. this gentleman who started coming to our church in Kempsey it was amazing. He said. Marty, I've been going to the doctor and he's been saying, oh, you know, your, your blood pressure's up, your, um, your, your cholesterol's up, you know, etc. After a number of months of coming to the church, he went back and the doctor said, your blood test results have changed dramatically. <laughs> he said, what, what have you changed? He said, I've been spending a lot more time with Seventh-day Adventists. Wow. The doctor knew about Adventists and he said, ah, oh, that would explain it. You see, when you surround yourself with positive people, you will be in an environment where it's much easier to make these lifestyle changes. Mm -hmm. If we just try and, you know, knuckle down and do it by ourselves, the chances are that we will probably struggle to make those changes. When we are surrounded with positive people who can encourage us and who can go on that journey with us, Then I believe that uh, that's that's certainly a yes. step forward in the in the path towards that health. You mentioned that, and the other thing that I like that you said is that um, little steps, uh, measurable or achievable goals. Because if I set a goal that is very hard for me to achieve, uh, I may get discouraged. But if I set a goal that I know I can achieve when I when I do it, I feel encouraged to make the next one. And so forth. So little steps is are much better than uh, huge steps in this case. Excellent. Okay, it's time to uh, come to some music, and we're going to listen a song called "What You Could Do with Me." Imagine what you could do with God if you are wanting to make all these changes. So here is Josh Wright with this song, "What You Could Do with Me." You took a stone to kill a giant Took a staff to part the sea And only you could do so much With ordinary things You took a slave to tame a lion Took a rock to make a spring And only you would choose a shepherd boy Be a king So I don't have to be the strongest Cause you are perfect in my weakness If you can move a mountain with faith 
king above all kings But only you would choose a rugged cross to rescue me You're the healer of the broken By faith I still believe You took on my flesh, you conquered death Lord, you are my victory So I don't have to be the strongest Cause you are perfect in my weakness If you can move a mountain Or think like a grain of mustard seed I wonder what you could do Josh Wright with What You Could Do With Me. Imagine everything that we could do with God rather than trying to do everything on our own. Um, try God, I would say. Try God. Our giveaway for this week is the book called Whole Person Health by David Marshall. If you would like to have a free copy of this book, all you need to do is text the code SA151 on 488 I'll repeat the code, SA151, no spaces, SA for South Australia, 151. Text that in, um, uh, the number is 04888-808-11. Please use the same number to text your questions, prayer requests, comments. We would love to hear from you, and we will do our best to get back to you every time. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM, Drive Time, Big Q&A. This is Pastor Ricardo, your host for today. And joining me in the studio, I have Pastor Marty. And Pastor Marty is uh, ministering at Sterling Seventh-day Adventist Church and Grace Adventist Center right here in Adelaide. This week, we are exploring the theme, New Year's Resolutions. And the big question for today is a better physical life. Does the Bible agree with the research? I'm sure you all listeners want to have a much better physical life. And everyone does. And I would like to share with you a Bible 
verse from Exodus 15 verse 26 because we have a God who is willing to offer us a much better life. But there is a little word in this verse and the word is if. Let me read this to you. Exodus 15 26 and he said, if you, that's the word if, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight. Give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I will put none of these diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. What a beautiful promise with a condition, of course, uh, Pastor Marty. Please, uh, let's it continue with It is a beautiful promise. And as you were referring to before, mm. when we, when we um, actually apply the biblical health principles to our lives, when we follow a predominantly plant-based diet, when we um, engage in physical exercises God originally intended for humanity, our bodies um, are much more resilient. Uh, we, we have far lower incidences of heart disease, of type 2 diabetes, of cancer, and of a variety, and, and even of mental health. Our mental so health improves benefits. dramatically. It's amazing that even just 10 minutes of exercise or physical activity, because sometimes people don't like the word exercise, but physical activity, just, just moving more, getting out for a walk, maybe going for a bike ride, doing something that you enjoy, mm-hmm. um, just 10 minutes will actually improve your mood. The body releases endorphins when you exercise. Exercise has been called the miracle drug. Even people today in various um, institutions, I saw an art, a, a, um, I think it was a 60 Minutes program, and it was looking at uh, the benefits of exercise for cancer patients once, you know, for, for years, you know, in the past, it was deemed if you had a serious illness like cancer or heart disease, like, you know, you need to rest, you need to rest, you need to rest. Now they're finding, no, they're getting far better outcomes when um, exercise is done in a, in a balanced way. You know, once again, we need balance. It's mm-hmm. not about running out, getting out there and running a marathon. <laughs> it's about moving more. Now, <clears throat> I want this to be really practical. And we see, often we know, sometimes we do know what is good, sometimes we don't, we need to do more research. Here's what I would say, if you, at the start of this year, you're, you're wanting to improve your health. By the way, that is one of the best goals that you can set for yourself, because that doesn't only impact you, that impacts everybody else around you. Yes, when yes. you are healthier, you're happier. You're more pleasant to be around, mm-hmm. and you can be more of a benefit to others. And so health is an incredible gift. Firstly, it's important to educate, be educated, so that we don't just have health by chance, but we have health by choice. Oh, I like that. Health by choice, mm. not just by chance. We can choose when we have the right information mm-hmm. to guide us in our decision-making. So, some some good websites. There's nutritionfacts.org. That is, of course, by Michael Greger. That's a great website. It's got little short clips that give you information about health on a huge variety of subjects. 
there is, of course, the Blue Zones. If you Google the Blue Zones, this gives you a lot of very interesting mm. information about people who live the longest. What are the lessons we can learn from those who've lived the longest? Google the Blue Zones. Do some research. Of course, there is also New Start. Now, New Start is developed by a uh, a doctor who specializes in depression and anxiety recovery, Dr. Neil Nedley. And if you look at New Start, you'll find the eight laws of health, nutrition, exercise, water, sunshine, temperance, air, rest, and trust in God. Go again, go and check it out online. New start. Now, another one is called CHIP. It's called the Complete Health Improvement Program. And this program was originally developed by Dr. Hans Deal. Dr. Hans Deal is a, an expert in helping people to reverse cardiovascular disease. If you've got heart disease, perhaps you know someone who does. Go and check out CHIP, Complete Health Improvement Program, and see if you can get some resources or see if there is a program that's run, that's often run in community programs, see if there's a program being run near you anytime soon. The final resource that I want to just highlight is called Elia Wellness. Elia Wellness, E-L-I-A Wellness. It's a free app that you can download. It is a one-stop shop well, it's for free, but it's a one-stop uh, location resource that gives you all information about every area of, of health, all the different dimensions of health. There's short video clips, there's recipes, there is um, yeah, articles on health, all there at Elia Wellness, the Elia Wellness app. It's free. Download it. Um, there are courses that you can do as well to mm-hmm. kind of keep you motivated where you can join with others who do the same course online. Yeah, that's encouraging. Really cool. Mm. Check out Elia Wellness, the so Elia you can Wellness improve your app. health and also meet friends. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Meet friends, improve your health, um, and, and just experience a, a more holistic and happy life. If you're someone who's like, you know what, I, I, I know what I need to do. Um, I've caught the education. Perhaps you need more motivation. Mo- perhaps you need more motivation. Let me share just one insight. This is to do with type 2 diabetes, but this is, this is true of, of various things. There was a study done where they looked at more than 8,000 Seventh-day Adventists. Over 17 years they were followed. Here's what they found. Eating meat once per week increase the risk of developing diabetes by 29% compared with total vegetarians. If the meat was processed, so it might have been a sausage or something like that, or a patty or something like that, the risk climbed to 38%. Wow. Even small changes can make a dramatic difference. That's a risk of developing... Type 2 diabetes. If you're someone who is interested in going vegetarian, going plant-based, mm. the good news is there are so many resources and there is so much, um, there are so many products as well that uh, you know that can help you on that journey. I would say you know set yourself that goal, take it step by step. If you're used to eating a lot of meats, just start to pull back on it. If you're used to eating unclean meats, like a lot of like, you know, bacon, ham, uh, perhaps prawns, shellfish, etc., 
you know, eliminate those from your diet first and just eat clean meats like beef and lamb and, and, and fish and chicken. Um, but gradually try and wean off the red mm. meats. The red meats are the next ones to go. So then you're just left with fish and chicken. Then you want to get rid of chicken. So you're just left with fish. Eventually you get rid of fish. So you're just left with dairy products and eggs. Uh And if you're really brave, (laughs) leave off the eggs and the milk and, and the dairy products and go on that journey to experience what science is telling us is the optimum diet for human health and of course it's the original diet that god gave us in the first place let me share just one verse to finish Mm -hmm. and that is philippians chapter 4 verse 13 Mm -hmm. the apostle paul he says i can do all things through christ who strengthens me the Uh, good news is that we can say lord give me the strength and every promise that he gives he will fulfill his promise If you ask him for that strength, you say, Lord, I can see that if I keep going down the track I'm going, I'm going to end up in an early grave. I can see that lifestyle diseases are going to catch up on me. I can see that I need to lose some weight. I I can see that there are lifestyle habits that need to change. If you recognize that, just say, Lord, give me the strength. And he will do it. Lord, put people in my life who can help me. Lord, lead me to the right information that I need to know. Perhaps you're struggling with depression or mental health. I, I've had a you know mild experience with that. Um, it was really burnout for me in the past. And I prayed that prayer and said, Lord, I don't know what to do. But he led me to the right information. And when I was reading, I was like, this is what I need to know. This is what I need to do. And so trust your life into God's hands. The Bible says that... Uh, that he gives strength to the weak. Mm-hmm. He gives knowledge uh, to the, he, he increases it. To those who have no might, he increases their strength. Mm-hmm. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength like eagles. They'll, they will walk mm-hmm. and they'll run. And this mm-hmm. is good news. Um, we have to be willing to be waiting on the Lord and allow him uh, to work in our lives. Praise the Lord for all his promises, for all the strength that he uh, provides for us. Remember that verse, dear listeners. Uh, God is always willing to give us the strength that we don't have, and we can do all things through him, Christ, who strengthens us. Uh, it looks like our time's up for today. Let's have a quick prayer. Dear Father in heaven, thank you so much for all the information that you've given us in your word. But um, knowing all of these would not be enough without your strength. We claim that strength, Lord. Give us what we lack so that we can fulfill your um, your plans in our lives and be uh, truly blessed by following your ways. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This was Pastor Ricardo, your host, and our co-host today was Pastor Marty. Thanks for joining us on Drive Time BQ&A. Please join us tomorrow as we explore what the Bible has to say about having a much better family life. Until then, remember that the Bible says, I am the Lord who heals you. Exodus 15:26. May God bless you richly. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.